back to Hunger Earthlets. My name is Conrad along with my friend Fox and this is the first in our series of Space Spinner 2000 collected episodes. <gasps> our goal with these is to collect our coverage of top 2000 AD thrills and storylines in one place so you can easily listen to them in one go. There, a great accompaniment to reading the 2080 collections that Rebellion publishes or just to hear us talk about the good stuff without being interrupted by any of that other stuff. <laughs> And I imagine a massive editorial undertaking uh, by our resident editor and host, Conrad. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, it's not going to be the easiest thing. But I don't think it'll be that difficult, honestly. Uh, well, what, yeah. I guess the proof of the pudding is in the eating, so we'll see. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> this week, we're starting strong with the dread epic, The Cursed Earth. <gasps> the Cursed Earth. It's like the one with the cars and the... America, right? Heck yeah, it is. The Cursed Earth ran from May to October 1978, from Prague 61 to 85. It's collected in a ton of different volumes. It's like probably maybe the second most collected Judge Dredd story ever, I'd bet. Well, and it was only recently that uh, the full yeah. story got let out because of uh, some complications. That's right, yeah. Only the most recent versions have the Burger War and Mascot Land section included, and that's the uh, the newest version, the Cursed Earth Uncensor, which does have those sections. You can find it on most booksellers in physical and digital formats, as well as the 2080 web store. It's also collected in the Judge Dredd Complete Case Files Volume 2, which also Ooh. has the Judge Cal storyline. Ah, oh, great secondary read. Definitely, yeah. So the script robots for the Cursed Earth were Pat Mills and John John Wagner and Chris Lauder. The art robots were Mick McMahon and Brian Bolland, and the lettering robot was Tom Frame. Tom Frame. <laughs> so to me, this the Cursed Earth is where Judge Dredd really comes into focus and like solidifies into the character that we all know and love forty years later. You know, it's yeah. it's the second big Dredd story since the but since the Robot Wars. The previous one with Call Me Kenneth and the introduction of Walter and stuff lasted only eight issues, and this goes for 26. I think it's safe to say that this is the first real Dread epic. Yeah, and honestly, I think kind of our first really big epic, like within a longer-running story. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it depends on how you want to sort of billet some of those mm. things like Invasion or something, which is sort of one continuous storyline over a bunch of episodes, or the Harlem Heroes, for instance, or even or mm. Flesh or anything like that. But this is definitely just for Dread and just sort of a piece of Dread that's, a you know, one continuous storyline cut into episodes. That's just a really huge story. So I'm about to bring turn on the Wayback Machine, Fox. But uh, what do you suggest <laughs> folks look for when they read The Cursed Earth? Oh, man. Um, so first and foremost, uh, there is a giant flying tornado of rats it is and that's what kind of like welcomes you to this uh that's something that's really awesome um there is a, a sort of return to one of my favorite series uh flesh in this in that old one-eyed son and if you've been listening you might know who that is mm. uh satanus comes back to life or no sorry gets resurrected effectively he and, gets Jurassic uh, Parked, basically. He gets cloned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Comes back to life, eats a bunch of people, uh, gets paid tribute. Like, it's fucking crazy. Uh, grabs a bunch of dudes by a chain and starts whipping them around <laughs> while trying <laughs> to eat them. Uh, and to be honest, there is this really heart-wrenching story with an animal that he 
eats rocks. I don't really want to spoil it any more than that uh, before we go into it. So those those are three things that I think are amazing about this comic. Awesome. All right. How about so, you, oh man, so just so we keep an eye out for yeah, just the relationship between Judge Dredd and some of the other characters, like the aforementioned uh, Tweak and Spike's Harvey Rotten as well, the punk biker. Oh, yeah. I also definitely a good thing to keep an eye out for in the, the Cursed Earth is just the start of building the backstory of like the history of Judge Dredd and this world that he lives in. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff out here that's good info for that, and just you know. Just, if you're reading it especially, really just revel in the art that being out in a cursed earth really lets you get. The extremes that Bolland can do with, like, the Mutie Hunter General and his troops. Or Mick McMahon drawing these giant war scenes and T-Rexes eating everybody and stuff like that. You know, can't underestimate it enough. (laughs) But but with that, (laughs) absolutely. So with that, let's... Get started and play our coverage of The Cursed Earth. Take it away past Fox and Conrad. Oh, God. Episode 17. Prog 61 and 62. April 1978. Let's leave this place and instead get started with The Cursed Earth. Speaking of forbidden fruit. Even they, even uh, the 2000 AD guys know it's a big deal because it opens with this huge... Uh, like splash page of the wonders to come with the curse. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It is pretty friggin' great. Just yeah. explosions and death everywhere. Exactly. So uh, it turns so Judge Dredd's old buddy Red is in quarantine in Mega City One. He was delivering a vaccine to Mega City Two, which is up and down the California coast. But the spaceport has fallen to people who are sick with the disease. It basically like turns you into a zombie and you're after people's brains, which they call the for- forbidden fruit. Mm-hmm. Because the, the virus is labeled uh, 2-T-F-R-U-C. <laughs> Tutti Fruity. Uh, mm-hmm. And they also scream it when they become those things. Yeah, so. that's right. The fruit. <laughs> Tutti Fruity. Ah, ah, ah. So of course, uh, Red, even though he's in quarantine, uh, Event or because he's in, you know he's in quarantine because he might have it. Of course he does. He ends up going nuts. He kills one judge. God, judge don't be Dredd. Judge Dredd's friend. Yeah, and Judge Dredd, who can't shoot him because it would break the seal of the quarantine and infect everybody, has to reach in. He's to reach in with the uh, like quarantine gloves and beat Red to death with his own incel television. <laughs> and there's only one thing for it. <laughs> That's what happens, dude. Yeah, I know. It's just really great to hear it out loud. <laughs> and so there's nothing else to do but for Judge Dredd, he's going to have to take a load of vaccine because the spaceport's fallen to the to the, uh, to the infected. He's going to have to take a load of vaccine and drive it all the way to uh, Mega City 2 himself, all the way across the cursed Earth. Wow, wow, wow. So, Beauty. so we finish Judge Dredd this month with him getting kitted out to cross the Curster. He's got two vehicles, a speedy one called the Land Raider and a big one called the Killdozer. And <laughs> them can combine Dude. together to become one super vehicle. Shout out to the Killdozer. Bam, bam. Killdozer is pretty good as a uh, Warhammer 40k uh, player. I'll tell you that there's a big vehicle that the Space Marines have. that's called a Land Raider also. 
and the Space Marines are pretty heavily influenced in both this vehicle and their uh, and their motorcycles they use by Judge Dredd. It's <laughs> super duper obvious. I but mean, anyhow, from the giant eagles and all of that, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. So I I, I, I think it's gonna be four, but the two link up to form a super vehicle. He has a detachment of war droids. And it's funny when he looks at the wardrobes, just because they sort of stand around and look sad, like their uh, their their mouths are turned into sort of like uh, frowny emojis, basically. Mm-hmm. And then also joining him will be three judges: uh, Judge Jack, Judge Judge Patton, and Judge Gradgrind. Judge two Jack of them, okay. two of them, I am going to guess, are going to betray him, while Judge Jack will not. Who knows, man? Judge Jack was with Dread during the Robot Revolution. Mm-hmm. They have. So dread. So the the uh, the setup has two sweet uh, quasar bikes, and they're who who can do like scouting and other things um, for the purposes of the mission. There's only one man besides dread that can handle one of these bikes, and that's Spikes Herb Spikes Harvey Rotten, <laughs> who is a uh, he's sort of a punk guy. Yeah, he's a he's a perp. He's a criminal. He's in prison. And when Dredd goes to goes to spring him, he finds out that he's actually that uh, Spike's Harvey Rotten's actually at a school, giving like a scared straight um, speech. <laughs> and while he's been a model prisoner up until that point, uh, Spike's Harvey Rotten uses that time to beat up his guard and then uh, try to escape. Luckily, Judge Dredd is there to beat him. <laughs> Judge Dredd takes him down and then puts him in an armbar and says, uh, "Hey, you're gonna come with me on this trip to the cursed earth." And be a scout because you've had experience with the mutants in the cursed earth, and you're the best biker around. All right. Yeah. And under force, Spikes Harvey Rotten volunteers. And, As you do. And uh, the whole team thunders out. So I have one continuity question for you. Hit me. So part of the reason that Walter destroys his freedom papers is he says, "Hey, it's the anniversary of me getting them. Has it been twelve months at this point?" Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't. I don't actually. I don't think so. Wait. wait this is this is Prague sixty. It's been less than a year because the because Call Me Kenneth ended um, in June. Yeah, that's and what I thought. We're in April. Hmm. But I mean, honestly, I don't know if the whole like everything's exactly in real time has hap- has started yet in Judge Dredd. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, mean, I was just curious. Yeah. And, like, there's sort of, I'd say in terms of, like, the real, like, day-to-day kind of thing, like, there's some there's some accordioning, accordioning of time, I'd say, mm-hmm. where, like, I mean, like, the curse, we're going to be doing the Cursed Earth for the next half a year or so. Jeez. It's only going to be, like, maybe a month or something in terms of Judge Dredd's life, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So, it could be whatever. Okay. I'm so, cool yeah. with that. So that's it. Um, we're we're off on the cursed earth, into the cursed earth, a desert of the damned, where hell on earth has broken out. But we gotta get through. The future of Mega City Two depends on it. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, Judge Dreth kill count. He killed three people this month for the <laughs> total count of forty eight. He's doing pretty well for himself. Hey, he's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people murdered. Yeah, I'm super excited about the Cursed Earth. And oh man, it's going to be real good. There's some lost comics in here we're going to cover. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's just, and I think in the course of this, we'll see Judge Dredd sort of morph a little bit. So that by the end, he'll 
have a, have a, like the look that if you're a long-term Judge Dredd fan, you'll really like appreciate. You'll, you'll really recognize what Judge Dredd looks like as opposed to now he's skinnier and stuff than he has previously. Mm. You know. Okay. Like he sort of evolves into the modern Judge Dredd over the course of the cursed earth, essentially. I I do. I see it. I like his litheness in this series just because it reminds me a lot of heavy metal. Like, I don't know if you saw the art from that um, and just kind of how the cartoons were drawn just reminds me a lot of it. Yeah, it's that same era, but I I think uh, I'm 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 stoked for Dredd to just kind of take on his icon. Of course, you know, episode 18, prog 63 to 66. May 1978. Thrill 4, Judge Dredd. And things start getting really awesome. Yeah, all of uh, Judge Dredd this month is written by Pat Mills, with art by Mike McMahon and Brian Boland. So, man, the cursed earth, we're getting going. It's so good. Yeah, man, we cold open on sort of a town in the cursed earth where a lawgiver sentences a family to death for stealing food. Dread and Spike Har- Spike's Harvey Rotten sort of come across the town on a recon bike trip, and Dread stops the execution. But he's also taken into custody by the townsfolk and imprisoned to watch them die. They're sentenced to death by being eaten by hungry rats, carried on the winds of powerful atomic war storm. Storms. One bite means death. And the roofs of all this town have spikes that are supposed to be there to kill the rats when they come flying through. It's flying death rats. <laughs> it's so bizarre and crazy. It's really ridiculous. So, I like, love it. We cut basically to a giant flying rat swarm with <laughs> Dread locked in a cell. And then finally Spike's Harvey Rotten shows up. He frees Dread, And they free the town folk. And the pair of them turn on the sirens on their bikes and lead the flying rat swarm out of town. But not before they basically (laughs) devour the lawgiver. Which was awesome. It's super awesome. It's all awesome. The swarms... It's it's really graphic. Yeah, man. They definitely show this guy getting eaten alive. Uh, The pair turn on their... uh, So they lead the, the swarm through a giant lava river. And most of the swarm is killed in the fires, though Dredd has to go fa- has a face-to-face showdown with the evil King Rat, <laughs> who Dredd kills with his bare hands. Just squeezes it to death. Yeah. They advise the town folks to build sirens outside of town to draw off the rat swarms, and we head off. But before we do, we learn that Spikes spent the time while Dredd was being imprisoned by the town's folks to, like, scout around the town and find some random stuff including a uh, sweet Colt six-shooter and some old-school, like, uh, World War II-era hand grenades. And now he's wearing one of the old hand grenades like an earring. Which is really, like, oh, God. It's really big on his head in terms of, like, earring things. I don't know how it works. Big as his jaw. (laughs) So in the second half of the progs, it looks like our guys have somehow found their way to North Dakota because <laughs> they go to they, they ride to Mount Rushmore, which has some extra heads, Fox. Yep, it's got a uh, Jimmy Carter has one head on one side, God. like to to the left of Washington, and then to the right of Lincoln, it's some random mutant wo- warlord named Morgar. Which like impressive that they molded that into the thing. Yeah, totally. So the war, so scouts from the warlord sort of see the see the killdozer and stuff, and 
the warlord orders that they be that they be brought down and the chase is on uh, <laughs> some rocks cause the land raider and the killdozer parts to separate well it's like and, a bladed ship right yeah well there's yeah so uh, in the Killdozer, Dread and Spikes, they take down this atomic rock carving device that the mutants have, <laughs> which is apparently how they carved Morgar's face in the mountain, which right. basically is this murder yo-yo that sends out this, like, spinning <laughs> disc that can't be stopped. <laughs> so <laughs> they capture it, and in the process of capturing it, they knock out all of the statue of Jimmy Carter's teeth. It's amazing. And um, then Dread and Spikes threaten to destroy, um, sort of come across the warlord who's, t- or M- Morgar the warlord who's taken control of the land raider, like the second half of their vehicles that has like the cure for Mega City 2 and all the other judges and stuff like that in it. And they basically say, uh, let them go or we will destroy your face on Mount Rushmore. And he agrees to let them go. Yep. So finally, Dread is on the run from Morgar. And we see a random cursed earth dude kind of like building some metal trees and stuff. Oh, this one's so cool. He's a mutant. So Dredd and co. arrive at this homestead. They prepare to fight off Morgar. But it turns out the mutant guy actually has a, has a powerful psychic. Are all and, mutants, uh, like, are they all shown as, like, having white eyes? No, um, I think it varies. Like, they have a lot of, like, there's a lot of variance as to what is and it isn't a mutant and what their powers entail and stuff. Okay. But Sorry this guy's a powerful psychic, and he uses all the shards of metal and stuff around his settlement to take down all of Morgar's army, and it's a new day on the Cursed Earth. Damn. Yeah, he just... So, yeah, this last one was awesome. This is what got me super excited for Cursed Earth. Yeah, man. It's just, just this prophetic, psychic super guy who's just like, yeah, I'm not coming with you. I gotta be here, but uh, you're gonna fucking save a lot of people, man. There's a lot of different chapters in this cur- in like the Cursed Earth saga. Like the whole thing is like 25 episodes or 25 Jesus. progs, but it's 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 a lot like what we're seeing now, where it's more like sort of like the whole thing's 25, but then it's sort of split up into sort of different episodes, different sort of two or three prog episodes, basically. Mm-hmm. Damn. As we'll see next time when the vampires show up on the Cursed Earth. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> So bizarre. Yeah, but it's fun. I mean, I don't know, like, this saga is a really cool, like, sort of seeing the world. There's going to be a lot of, there's a lot of stuff established in this, in this storyline that's going to echo through Judge Dredd as time goes by. Well, they, they even do a callback, like, so in the Mount Rushmore fight thing, right? So there, there are two cars. It's like this super tank that connects together. So the first part yeah. is more like this kind of elongated uh, truck and the back end looks more like this bulldozer, just these giant yeah. treads. And the yeah, that's the, uh, yeah, the Land Raider and the Killdozer. Yeah, so the Killdozer, it's like, oh, it can go over any terrain. Like, 100%, doesn't matter what, it can go over it. And so yeah. they drive up the nose of the of uh, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that, that was just like, they said this how many pages ago when they describe this, and of course the kid's going to be like, oh, yeah, it can go up anything. Of course, it, it could just, like, drive up the face. Like, just yeah. feels like such a, like, I don't know. They, they know their audience. They know yeah. how to make it no, cool. It's very cool, especially life. because apparent. it's very cool, especially because Hot Wheels is apparently coming out with, like, vehicle, with, uh, with, with cars for these vehicles. 
Oh, so great. Which I think I we'll see, see as the story goes on. I want them. <laughs> well, check it out, man. There's all this memorabilia out there to be had, it feels like. Killdozer Hot Wheels. Episode 19. Prog 67 to 70. June 1978. Thrill 3. Judge Dredd. <laughs> <sighs> I, um, I wasn't prepared for Cursed Earth. You tried to warn me about how amazing it was, and I have gone blind. Yeah, Cursed Earth rolls on, buddy. All the uh, all of Judge Dredd this week is, bu- or th- this this month is by is uh, written by Pat Mills with art by Mike McMahon. You guys rock. <laughs> so we start off. So there's two two basically two Judge Dredd stories this month. First up, there's vampire robots. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whoa, totally creepy, but they're apologizing, I guess. Yeah, they feel they, bad. They seem regretful, though they will still steal all the blood from your body and run off into the night. <laughs> yeah. And this creeps out some hillbillies because their yeah. daughter done just died. A bunch of townsfolks or- organize a mob to take down the uh, the vampire robot, the vampires. Dread's sort of hanging out there and he agrees to come with them. Yeah, because they had shown him like a bunch of like really kind hospitality, even though they yeah. had very little food. He's like, oh, they're good people. I'm going to help them out. Yeah. So the vampires live in a ruined castle, which is actually a Fort Knox. <laughs> Just sort of a relic of the Cursed Earth. But I'll yep. mention that this means that the path to Mega City 2 has taken them up to North Dakota and then back down to Kentucky. Uh, I mean, you got to so, get around some of the obstacles that we're going to see in this. <laughs> I guess. I'm just saying that, uh, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, perhaps, that's a safe path. Perhaps the creative team didn't have the greatest knowledge of American geography. Well, that may be more than likely. Was written. <laughs> Look, they, they took what they learned from Invasion and they were like, oh, this is a place. Like, they're going on an, on a tour of I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'd do, I'd do exactly the same thing if I had to write a story. If I was under an extreme deadline and had to write a story in England, I'd just have them move around to different um, uh, English landmarks without really knowing which one was which. So, you know, it'd be Stonehenge one day and the Cliffs of Dover the next day and Hadrian's Wall the day after that. And even if that didn't make any sense, like, you know. Well, so, because, like, if they just cut, like, straight across, right... Like, where would they stop? It's like, ah, oh, we're going to stop at, yeah. no, you I know, know, Daisy Bates's house in Arkansas. I'm just, I'm not like, too, I'm not mad at it. I just think it's funny. <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, of course. No, it's amazing. <laughs> like, I I like to, uh, I like to think that hopefully it's because maybe this place is completely treacherous. But yeah, that's a little far out of the way. But anyhow, um, <laughs> so Dread Spikes and the mob uh, blast their way into the into Fort Knox. Dread uh, and uh, promptly gets separated. Dread talks to the vampire bots, and it turns out that they're medical bots. Mm. Meanwhile, the townsfolk have found a hidden passage to the heart of the fort, where they find and try to drive a stake into the last president of the United States of America. But how does Dread know that? It's true. Dread does know. So he reveals his badge of office to the robots, and they stop attacking him. And with some quick action and uh, elevator shaft diving, they managed to stop the hillbillies from killing the last president, Robert L. Booth. And then we get some sweet backstory. Mm-hmm. 
So it seems like the there were uh, the atomic wars that sort of caused the curse. The cursed Earth started in 2070, and around that time, the judges overthrew President Booth, and in the judgment of Solomon, as it's called, which is awesome. Like yeah. if that's Judge Solomon, that is a great like uh, uh, allegory. I think it's allegory, but parallel. Yeah, there's some neat stuff just here. Like all the all these like 2070 judges are really motley crew. Like some of them have like one of them has a beard and one of them has like a faceplate. Like they have a bunch of there's a bunch of like sort of interesting looks for these different judges. But they basically because like they can't really execute the last president of the United States and still sort of have legitimacy, I guess. Yeah. They sentence him to a hundred years in suspended animation. Which, I mean, I don't think would be that bad unless you experience the passage of time. Yeah, I mean, you know. But they always say you don't, but then you do, like in uh, Demolition Man or whatever. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so, he was, his frozen corpse, or his frozen body was put in, like, the basement of Fort Knox. And what with the Apocalypse War and stuff, apparently... Eventually, sort of the system started to fail around Fort Knox until it was just these three medical droids, snack, Snap, Crackle, and Pop, left alive. <laughs> really great, by the way. And to keep the frozen, the suspended animation body of President Booth alive, they had to start stealing blood to, like, you know, give him, to, like, keep him going or something like that. Right. Like, they were actually fulfilling the, the thing that they were asked to do. Yeah. So... For their various crimes and stuff, Dread sentences the three bots and President Booth to a <laughs> lifetime of hard labor in the Cursed Earth. Yeah, working for the hillbillies. Yeah. And so the uh, team rides off and sort of all settled. It's we'll, uh, pretty bizarre. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Like, all right, see you later, President Booth. We'll see him again in, like, 1500 Prague, so keep him in the back of your mind as we oh, go forward. <laughs> really? yeah like, that's great like 25 30 years from now we're gonna re we're gonna get some more background information about this story so he's be, just a be aware does he just turn into like a that's what like i haven't oh actually my... i haven't actually read that far in the, in the um in the in the progs i just know that it's a big deal and like apparently Jeez. like booth has a lot of uh political like the things that are interesting about Booth can be applied to our current political situation, but who knows if oh. we'll still be in that political situation by the time we get to that in the process oh, of this God. podcast. Like, let's keep in mind that like 1,500 uh, progs from now is going to be like three years <laughs> or no, even more, a super long time from now. Good Lord. But anyhow. Oh, you're blowing my mind, Conrad. <laughs> Uh, so Dread and the crew cross. So next up, Dread and the crew are crossing the Mississippi, which is now a fiery lava flow on like a ferry. So this this is what I kind of meant when I said like maybe they're just moving around things because yeah. if this is the Mississippi, which they say is uh, a flame of petrol, foul-smelling pollutants, and nuclear wastes for sure, and they're going across it on a fucking ferry. Yeah, I mean, normally I'd agree that, that they would have to bypass it, but you have to cross the Mississippi to get to North Dakota from the East Coast, and then you, so you mm -hmm. basically have to double-cross it to get from North Dakota to Kentucky, or to get from the East Coast to North Dakota to Kentucky. Right, right. But, I, you know, let's not nitpick this too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, uh, the ferry master employs a bunch of aliens to run the ferry, basically. 
then they're all from like apparently they're all from an alien nature preserve so they aren't they're like alien animals not alien people i guess yeah and why are they saying welcome to earth well i guess it was like a place that was like accepting like alien refugees or something like that Uh, yeah and and now he's enslaved them it's pretty terrible he got them from like a a ranch or something that closed up but he says they're all dumb like look at this guy who looks like kind of a kangaroo anteater hybrid (laughs) he eats rocks that's a dumb thing to do how can you be smart if you eat rocks yeah by the way the uh the really overt these guys are definitely racist (laughs) really played up in this yeah so dread disagrees but he can't really like he doesn't really want to do anything to like he's got to deliver this vaccine so he can't like try to free these all these slaves and stuff but he is going to send a contingent of judges later like he makes a yeah. note of like i'm sending some people back here to like clean these people out right but yeah. the uh kangaroo anteater guy tweak is his name <laughs> really escapes great. escapes from the fairy from the fairy master and runs out to meet up with the land raider as it uh drives through the cursed earth and uh then what i can only describe as well two things so first what i can only describe as a klu klux clan hood in in shadow form well he's pursued by this gang of sweet ass alien uh alien catchers led by the alien catcher general and his sleigh riders which by the way the the horse thing well, it's definitely a horse body but one of them is a tyrannosaurus head one of them is a bird face and the other one is just a worm with like a billion teeth in its mouth all the sleigh riders are different kinds of like aliens and mutants and stuff they all got they all got horses they all got different kinds of horses and they're all mm. extremely dope <laughs> yeah they i want a uh, a worm boar horse <laughs> it's cool man uh so dread and so dread ri- rides out on his bike to get tweak and it's Dread and Tweak against a squad of alien riders with napalm throwers. That's really great. Which leads us to the final prog, where the Slayer riders remain extremely awesome. Uh, Tweak <laughs> manages to gun several of them down by using Dread's bike gun. Mm-hmm. And Dread himself takes down the alien hunter general, who is like this deer head guy with like a military uniform. Yeah, he shoves a sword into him. Yeah, he takes him down with a sweet. He like knocks him off his horse with a sweet net move, and then takes him down with his like his with his own power sword. It's so awesome. It's a really awesome series of fights. Dread wins, but at great cost. Uh, Judge Patton, one of the judges that's accompanying the vaccine and stuff, has died. As have many of the of the war robots, or they've been you know smashed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so spikes Harvey Rotten's like all this for some dumb alien. Meanwhile, we follow Tweak where he's putting rocks on like a grave. This was so sad. Dread forces the grave to be dug up, and inside we find the corpses of several members of Tweak's race, pretty clearly like his mate and their two children. That died, yeah. Yeah, Dread quickly puts together the slave owner must have killed them because they would have been too weak to work on the line of the ferry. And so he sort of killed them and left them to rot in the um in the wilderness. He also immediately apologizes to Tweak. Yeah, Tweak apologizes, and then everybody and everybody on the uh, in the team helps refill the grave and, like you know, try to give Tweak's family a a proper burial. I also want to mention um, because this kill we we should talk about. 
Hmm. Um, so yeah, the the whole power sword thing. Uh, in one little box, Tweak reaches up with his giant hands and claws and smashes a dude's head, and you can see the blood splatter. Yeah, I want to say so. Like, okay, so here's it. So Tweak, right? He's basically like he's like a kangaroo, <laughs> like with an anteater head, like kangaroo anteater. I want to say. Yeah. He's got giant, like a giant three fingered hands with big old claws on him. Those claws are super strong. Yes. You don't want to mess with Tweak. He will mess you up. He crushed a man's head in his hands. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And he's rocks, ah. so like, whatever. I mean, gotta be made of some tough stuff, I guess. Yeah. This was a really, really good Cursed Earth romp, man. Yeah, man. So the team continues on. Tweak's now part of the crew. Mm-hmm. And, um, I listen. I instantly like him more than Walter. Oh, Yeah. Um, so this part was super awesome. Like both the um, both the action scenes, sort of attacking Fort Knox, and that you know th- the attack on Fort Knox, the backstory of the uh, of yeah. the, how the world of dread came to be the way it is, how a fusion and, bomb was used, like yeah. oh. and then just all these this awesome fight with the uh, with the sleigh riders and stuff. Oh Field man, top notch stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. They did not give a shit. And it only gets better next month in Judge Dredd, because that's <laughs> when the Burger Wars start. Oh, I am so excited for our next recording. Episode 21, Prog 71 to 75, July 1978. Thrill 3, Judge Dredd. So, uh, you were right. I loved this. <laughs> I you to know. Excellent. So yeah, so script robot this month is a uh, Pat Mills. Art robot is Mike McMahon. Burger War, <laughs> and it's it's actually a burger war, and it's yeah. really twisted. So uh, the Land Raider breaks down, and while it's being fixed, Dread spikes Harvey Rotten, of course, go out to do some recon. They end up in a town called In Between. They go in a diner and Spikes orders a burger and fries and gets immediately attacked by a mob. (laughs) The townsfolk explain, um, or the townsfolk start to explain, but suddenly they are under attack by the forces of the Burger King. And then Ronald McDonald and his crew show up and it's Burger War. Apparently with the lack of government following the atomic war, the national burger chain's relentless quests for power and control have led them to found road warrior style gangs. Man, no. they really <laughs> wanted to ham on some themes with this, didn't they? Yeah. Note this is uh, pre road warrior, just saying. Anyhow. They there was a lot of firsts in this. In the melee, Ronald kills the Burger King and then he kidnaps Dread Rotten and the rest of the town. He beheads the Burger King. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) So uh, the guys are brought to the McDonald Kingdom. Ronald talks a good game about a, uh, you know, a friendly, uh, good time, great taste, food folks and fun kind of empire. But (laughs) then kills a random guy for not cleaning a table quickly. Time to lean indeed. (laughs) Um, Wow. They eat some burgers, and Dredd and Spikes escape the guards, who are slowed down by a diet of burger and shakes, and they make their (laughs) escape. As they do, they run into a huge cattle stampede, started by the Burger Kings. 
And the cattle are apparently the size of elephants. Yeah, they're huge uh, mutated cattle to feed a hungry burger empire. I thought there wasn't any more beef, which was why people started going back in time for dinos. Man, that's like 100 years from now. Oh. It's the 23rd century that it happened, so like the 2200s. Gotcha. Yeah, man. We're we're about to get to it. (laughs) I'm Um, excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So... Oh, I also want to mention that uh, both the Burger King and Ronald McDonald, the head of these factions, are right. actually like, um, um, I don't know what they're called, but like, they're like the phantom of uh, comic book fame. Like, if you kill, or a, or a Raz al Ghul, like, if you yeah. kill, if you kill the Burger King, some other guy takes up the crown and becomes the new Burger King. Same with Ronald McDonald. It's, it's really great. <laughs> um, so. The burger, so the, the giant cows are stampeding and the, and, um, Dread and Spikes get captured by the Burger Kings. They're about to be, they're about to be hung from trees when the Land Raider shows up and they're saved, basically. Yeah, the Land Raider murders all the guys and then they take off. Yeah. Dread decides to organize an expedition, an expedition to take these guys down later, but for now it's time to get back on track to Mega City 2. Hey, man. Got to save some lives. And then suddenly dinosaurs. Then suddenly dino stampede. So awesome. Uh, There's dinosaurs all over the place. Fires from the Land Raiders scares the dinos off eventually. And we find out that we must be near Dinosaur National Park. What the fuck? And the dinos must have got loose during the uh, Atomic War. But up in the hills, a Styracosaurus screams as it is being eaten. By a giant black Tyrannosaurus Rex. So that takes us to some quick uh, flashbacks for the Dinosaur National Park, where (laughs) it's basically literally the plot. Like, I believe Michael Crichton stole the plot of Jurassic Park from this 2000 AD story because it's it's similar, guys. It's Um, really similar. A science dude combines dinosaur DNA with existing animal DNA to create dinosaur clones. (laughs) I'm just saying. And then... uh, they, the first one is a tiny T-Rex that they named Satanus. Satanus grows huge, fed on herds of sheep and stuff. Eventually, it becomes too too expensive to feed. But the scientists decide to open a theme park for people to see brought to see dinosaurs brought back from the Jurassic period to make a bunch of money. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, all went well until Satanus eats a couple tourists. Then, because he didn't eat his drug meat. Yeah. So he escapes rather than be lobotomized to become more docile. And now he haunts the mountains looking for prey, especially human prey. Mm, he loves the taste of human beings. I wonder who that sounds like. Yeah. And he also uh, leads a uh, pack of hungry Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> But so the uh, the team rolls into the friendly town of repentance, not knowing the hell about to find them. Oh, so awesome. So we the next prog starts with Satanus getting involved in an awesome dinosaur fight to establish himself as king of the T-Rexes. And then rips a tail off a dude. Yeah. Meanwhile, Dread and co. are stopped for repairs again. And we learn that Tweak is learning English, but Just not all. Neat. What? Kind of neat. Yeah, totally. Yeah, well, Tweak's smart, as we'll see in the coming months. But um, but as the, but but then we learn not all is as it seems. Their food is drugged. Um, <laughs> Dread is carried off to be sacrificed to the dinos, and then we get a flashback from the point of view of Satanus. 
Apparently, he has memory from his previous pre-clone life when he was the son of Old One-Eye from Flesh. So awesome. (laughs) It comes back. It's in Judge Dredd. I'm just saying. So there's actually, I, I forget which prog, but there was actually a, um, one prog where a young T-Rex challenged Satanus for dominance of the, or challenged old one eye for dominance of the pack. And that was apparently Satanus in his previous life before he was cloned. What? Yeah. So. Awesome. We were just talking about this fox. So here's the timeline. All right. Um, <laughs> the future part of flesh, like the part where they send people in the f- mm. back to get meat is in the 23rd century, so at least 100 years after the current Judge Dredd continuity. Got it. And then the past is, of course, like 65 million years in the past, but you know (laughs) what I mean. Um, But Flesh is now specifically and textually linked to Judge Dredd. Good times. Like There's even a picture of like Earl Reagan and and stuff like that. Yeah, like an updated picture. It looks great. He looks like a badass. (laughs) So anyhow, uh, in the year 2100... Dread is is about to be sacrificed. He's tied to like these stala- uh, limestone stalagmites. It's weird um, because the people in repentance see the dinosaurs as the future rulers of the world, and so they've chained Dread and Spikes to rock formations as sacrifices. The bell tolls for you, Judge Dread. Indeed. So we finished Judge Dread this month with the town folk watching like a dino fight in an arena of like two like a uh, Dionychuses, I believe. Yeah. Which, which is what we used to have for tiny claw dinosaurs before Michael Crichton invented velociraptors. Um, <laughs> so we see these dinos fighting as people bet on them, and Tweak looks on sneakily. Dread manages to find a T Rex tooth lodged in the rock formation he's tied to and frees himself in spikes. Really lucky that was up there. Hey, that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> uh, the the two run and Spikes uses the grenade he's been wearing as an earring to kill one of the T-Rexes by exploding it's, it. It's so cool. It's so awesome. A T-Rex explodes and then other T-Rexes eat it. Yeah, and the shrapnel hits Satanus and now he's out for blood because he got hurt. You don't mess with him. Yeah, so Dredd and Spikes rejoin the Land Raider, and they realize that Judge Jack has been um, imprisoned in the town of Repent, so they have to go free him. <sighs> um, and he, because he's about to be sacrificed, but as he, as Judge Jack sits in prison, Satanus attacks the jail first, basically <laughs> ripping out the wall with his teeth, jamming his face in, and Everybody in the jail, basically, they're all chained together, I guess. So he eats like five people at once. And then everybody else is sort of dangling from this chain hanging out of his mouth, being dragged around by Satanus. It's really great. All of these people are definitely dead, including Jack. Well, Jack's still alive, but he's in a lot of trouble, sort of. You know, it's only it's only a matter of time before Satanus wolves him down, too. Oh, right, right. So Dredd decides that enough is enough and it's time for a change. Uh... Owen Hart style and so he tells everybody to evacuate the town because he and his war robots are about to raise it to the ground and that's Judge Dredd this month it was awesome it was so good it was so good from the burger wars to the dinosaur problems I loved it so in the aftermath of this comic um, McDonald's and Burger King both sued 2000 AD (laughs) 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 and we're like hey guys 
Like, <laughs> fun is fun, but you can't use our branded characters and slogans <laughs> to create a murderous pocus po- to create a pair of murderous post-apocalyptic um, ro- ro- road gangs. I mean, I wonder what got into their heads that they thought that that was like not going to get litigated because they don't even like like they spell McDonald's differently, mm-hmm. right? But the, he's, the character's named Ronald McDonald. They they couldn't just call him uh, Donald the, McRonald or something. The Burger King is a straight up Burger King. <laughs> Um, they don't even like try to say like it's not even like Burger Lord or something, yeah, or like you know like Reagan McDonald's, you know, just some other sort oh. of like. Well, I'm just trying to think of all other Ronalds, you know what I mean? Oh, but of like, course. But like something to be like, oh, it's this is like a parody or something, because and it just didn't, it didn't fly in 1970s um um Britain. The the interesting thing is that actually England's recently changed their uh, satire laws. In like 2014, really? Which, yeah, which has allowed 2008 to actually legally reprint like these and some stories we'll see next month that had been sort of gagged by um by the copyright laws previously. Like that before is the awesome, yeah. Before this, if you bought like a graphic novel of the cur- of Judge Dredd and the Cursed Earth, like th- these two um, progs wouldn't be in it. So they sort of just re-released them with like the the lost stories of like the uh, the burger wars and stuff. I just there's so much good murder in this. There's oh. a lot of good violence. There's some good like social commentary about America and stuff. With just yeah, these, these burger wars being like fought. There's there like one story. One story ends with like like come next week burger war, and the next one is a uh, next week burger law. And burger law just sounds so funny to me. <laughs> the and burger then, law, pickles, and, mayonnaise. Yeah, and then all this dinosaur stuff is super awesome. Um, we're gonna Satanus is gonna be, kind of become not a, like a super reoccurring bad guy, but he's gonna show up now and then. Um, and Wait, his spawn, more of old one eye spawn. He's coming back. I mean, I don't want to get too into it, honestly. Uh, we'll no, cross. It just, it just makes me really happy. <laughs> we'll cross these bridge, these bridges as we get to it. But um, you know, murderous T Rexes, not a fairly long term. Well, they're a fairly long term problem for Judge Dredd. <laughs> it's good, and and two thousand AD characters in general. You know. Oh God, I love it. I, love, I didn't know I loved dinosaurs as much as I do now. I mean, you know, everyone likes them when they're kids. You just got to be reminded of, um, you know, these murderous giant lizards that just eat everything in their path. You know, it's not what they were actually like, but these fictional dinosaurs are still pretty awesome. You know, God, they're great. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson will yell at you about them, but they're still pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. Episode 22. Prog 76 to 79, August 1978. Thrill 3, Judge Dredd. <laughs> oh, it's so great. So, uh, script robots for Judge Dredd this month are Pat Mills and Jack Adrian. Art robots are Mike McMahon and Brian Boland. <sighs> the first image of Dan Dare, of, uh, of, I should say, of, of Judge Dredd this month is so awesome. Chapter With- 16, Black Sabbath. 
with Satanus, the killer lord of the T-Rexes, standing high atop the bell tower of the town of Redemption, a bunch of prisoners linked by a chain coming out of his mouth and flying all around him, his jaws full of blood, and just a small western town overrun by T-Rexes. It's awesome. It's, it is everything that you want out of a flesh cameo. It's super duper awesome. Oh, and it, it just, it only starts there and gets better. <laughs> Judge Jack is hanging from this chain coming out of Satanus's mouth. <laughs> and Judge Dredd has ordered the, the town to be destroyed. So the uh, sad war droids go to their deadly work. <laughs> <laughs> they really are so sad looking. They look like sad emojis with robot gun arms, basically. <laughs> and they just murder yeah. They're Dr- raising repentance to the ground. Absolutely. Dread climbs the uh the bell tower to try to save Judge Jack, um, and is attacked by pterodactyls in the belfry. The stench <laughs> Yeah, but, pterodactyls probably don't smell great. <laughs> in the end, Dread frees Jack and the two of them find refuge in the land raider as Satanus attacks it. Some quick driving jumps gets to, on top of it. Yeah, he's he's jumped on top of the of the uh, of the land raider. Some quick driving leads to Satanus being trapped inside the church, and then all <laughs> weapons are directed at the mighty beast. White heat, and the T Rex is seemingly destroyed, and the fight is won. Until one dying townsfolk with a giant T Rex tooth through his head, <laughs> six his pet Velociraptor at Judge Dread, and. Only, um, and he only survives because Tweak shows up and basically yeah, mashes Tweak. mashes the dinosaur to bits with his giant hands. And by the way, this is a monster that like frowns on the killing of other things. Hey, he's got to save his buddy, yeah, you know? Right. Yep. So awesome. So uh, Dredd scatters the surviving townsfolk to the cursed earth with a warning of, if you do this something like this again, then I'll really be mad. <laughs> and... <laughs> They all drive off, but then Satanus rises from the rises from inside his fiery grave in the church. He's still alive, and he goes from the rubble to someday fulfill his great and terrible destiny. That's right. You can't even blowtorch him with like a bunch of blowtorch cannon tank cannons nah, forever man. and try and melt him because he's old one eye's kid. Now he's angry. He's not as good as old one eye, but he can he can play his part. That's right. Oh, so awesome. So next Prague. <laughs> the team come across a green field in the middle of the cursed earth, and Dredd is immediately snatched by the Jolly Green Giant. Yep, yep. the one from commercials. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he, he frees himself, and the crew continues on to a farm where this they find... Yeah, where they find a kid that looks like Speedy, the old uh, Alka-Seltzer mascot. I don't and, they meet the owner of the farm, Dr. Gribben, who straight up looks like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I mean, if it weren't for the name, he'd be Colonel Sanders. Yep. Um, the crew makes nice with the colonel. That's what I'm calling him. As a dread follows the farmhand as they take the Alki kid, the Alki guy away. Like all these kids, they look like Speedy, the old Alka-Seltzer model. They have uh, Alki written on their heads with numbers on them, I guess. Uh-huh. Which is weird. Yeah, they toss these out. I'm calling them Alki kids. Um, they toss the first Alki into a vat of water where he dissolves like an antacid tablet. It's horrible. 
it's pretty terrible. It's basically just the exactly the same as when they put that shoe and the dip in um oh, yeah. in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Second Who Framed Roger Rabbit reference tonight, by the way. <laughs> yeah, really great. <laughs> but so there's a there's a really sweet moment where um a farmhand see that Judge Dredd is watching them and they like attack him and one guy throws a pitchfork at Judge Dredd's ha- uh, gun hand and like staples his hand against the wall so he he can't uh point his gun at them but then he drops the gun into his left hand and he shoots the guys with his left hand because the left hand's just as good as because so the left hand of the law awesome. is just as good as the right. <laughs> so awesome. But so. His concern wins dread the respect of the other mascots that seem to inhabit the Colonel's farm, including like some more Alki kids, uh, a couple Mr. Peanuts, and a, a bunch of other. Yeah, there's a bunch of other mascots that I assume are like British regional mascots, you know? Yeah, Cube. Yeah, there's like some kind of cube with a sword and a shield that says TNL. Like, I spent a good hour trying to figure out what some of these guys were but i didn't really get a have a lot of luck you know what i mean jeez yeah so anyhow uh the colonel is like hey everybody let's cool out and he invites every and he invites (laughs) all the guys in for drinks um and in in his parlor and it turns out that yep the drinks are drugged (laughs) and (laughs) as the Judges and Spike's Harvey Rotten look on in horror. We learn that Colonel Sanders is going to remove some key glands from their brains to feed to his mascot people. Which, like, really? He's hungry for brains. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, as the mascots plot to help Dredd, the uh, judge and the rest of them manage to free themselves. They sort of like Dredd just kind of comes to, I guess, and is able to move despite the drugging. And hey man, the power of the law. Yeah, he kicks uh, Gribbon in the face, and then they're threatened by a uh, a Michelin man. Yep. Who has two guns and a French accent, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> but Dredd manages to pop the Michelin man, and they escape. As they do, our guys get caught in one of those, like you know closing wall rooms where the walls smash in <laughs> on you but they're freed uh by deu x tweak for the second time this month as <laughs> tweak just kind of eats his way through the concrete to the walls and like has indigestion because the concrete much, yeah. is yeah it's not pure rock you know it's gross <laughs> yeah so um anyhow the jolly greens try to stop them but the smaller mascots swarm the jolly green giants and they fall into a solar power plant and catch fire it's awesome gribbon goes mad and starts chasing down the alki kids like trying to kill them he kills two (laughs) and then the last one sacrifices itself to save dread Um, taking out the other guy in the process yeah the farm is burning and the team decides to let it burn because this place sucks. Yeah, pretty much. Also, uh, man, you know, along with the Burger th- one, <laughs> 2000 yeah. AD got in a ton of trouble for this uh, storyline. Well, you know, I, I mean, not giving a fuck, I guess, just works out. No one likes seeing their mascot be some sort of murderous mutant without at least getting some prior, a chance to, to look at the storyline prior, you know? You don't want to wake well, up and see that your mascot is suddenly a murderous mutant. I feel like the Michelin 
man generally is trying to like send a message of safety, not I have two guns, I'm going to shoot you. Zutalor, I've come to kill you. <laughs> also he's French. Yeah. He's got a French accent, I don't know. Um, French name. Yeah. Uh, we'll actually act- we'll actually eventually I believe in the pages of the Prague see a com- see an apology by Judge Dredd and Spike Sorry Rotten for imputing the good name of uh, of packaged vegetables from Jolly Green Giant, which is kind of funny. Oh, um, last one for the Prague. As the crew approaches uh, Las Vegas, they come under attack from a tank squad, and after fighting them off, it's revealed that this was an elaborate game for the citizens of Las Vegas to bet on. As even more so, gambling is now one hundred percent. What you do in Las Vegas in the in, in the far future, even it's just though a nice thing to do, yeah, even the uh, the Hall of Justice is a casino ruled by the God Judge, a mafia guy who took over control of the Las Vegas judges during the war. Yeah, Judge Dredd is not happy about this situation. <laughs> yeah, he objects, and we end Judge Dredd for this month with him being about to be forced to walk the plank out of the top of the Hall of Justice slash casino. Just, uh, yeah, okay. And then Walter the robot falls off of a skateboard. It's There's a little one-third page of Walter trying to give skate tips, but it's just, he falls over, and they say, watch out for woad wash, you know? Yeah. Hooray! <laughs> Man, Judge Jed rocks. Anytime that there's uh, anything flesh, it really does kind of. Yeah, man. Dinosaurs, Jolly Green Giants, Future Vegas. What's not to like? It's uh, it's definitely got a lot of flavor this month, and I'm really enjoying it. Unless you're the parent company of Jolly Green Giant, and then you have a lot of problems, honestly. Oh, you know. <laughs> I mean, look. When you make a mascot for a green bean company, I don't think uh, too many people are going to take it super seriously. That's false. They take it very seriously and go to court about <laughs> it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Episode 24, Prog 8285, September 1978. Thrill 3, Judge Dredd. So script robots for Judge Dredd are T.B. Grover and Pat Mills. Art robots, Mike McMahon and Brian uh, Bolland. Lettering robots, John Aldrich and Pete Knight. When we last left Judge Dredd, he and his team bringing vaccine to Mega City 2 had just arrived in Las Vegas, which had been taken over by gangsters. And now the evil chief judge has ordered Judge Dredd to walk the plank. Ah, snap. Hey, 100 credits says he hits the red circle. Exactly. Everybody below takes bets on what'll happen. At the last minute, Superpunk Spikes Harvey Rotten shows up with a fire escape shoot and catches Judge Dredd as they fall. As he falls, the two of the Yeah, it's awesome. The two of them escape. The judges with the help of the League Against Gambling going to their secret hideout in the basement where church dude Linus reads the prediction of Abner Cobb, a prophecy of a man bringing law to Vegas that sounds extremely Judge Dreddy. <laughs> it's really awesome. I love this, like, religious overtone that it's given. Yeah. So it turns out, luckily, that um, <laughs> the yearly tournament to decide which of the uh, crime families will be chief judge for the next year is taking place, like, tomorrow? Well, of course, plot had to happen. Indeed. And technically, any judge can enter. 
though you know you <laughs> obviously it's always um the crime family guys judge dread from out of town shows up and sort of gets it in uh you know in standard there's nothing in the rule book against mules kicking kicking field goals kind of uh laws <laughs> so Dread and Spikes sign up, and they take part in an event that's basically half race and half deathmatch. And Spike proves friggin' awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, driving around in, like, Model Ts while the other person rides shotgun and shoots a Tommy gun and stuff. Anyhow, naturally, Judge Dread wins, <laughs> but instead of agreeing to become Chief Judge, he passes the baton to the League Against Gambling and continues on his way. Hooray! He has secured Las Vegas. Yeah, for a while. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Who cares next, about them? Vaccine. Yeah. Next, Prague, we open with Mega City 2 under attack. Wild. This was awesome. They're just, yeah. like, shooting syringes at people. <laughs> yes. Knocking people out. Like, oh, God, we got to stop it. We can't kill anybody because if we get the vaccine, we'll actually be able to cure them. But until then, they're trying to kill us. Um, and we are... About to enter Death Valley, but before then, the the Land Raider pauses to fix a coolant unit for the uh, for the vaccine. Exposition episode. Yeah. During this time, we also see a map of the United States, and we that that sort of shows what parts of the land Mega City One and Mega City Two cover. And Mega City Two is basically just the Western Seaboard statewide, like it's California, Oregon, Washington. Dude, West Coast, Best Coast. Something, but <laughs> Mega, Mega City One is huge. It's um, it's the entire eastern seaboard into New England, down to Fl- down down the Florida, like down the Florida Peninsula, but I not but not the Panhandle, and then east through Ohio, up to uh, Michigan, and it just uh, mainland Michigan, not the uh, not the Upper Peninsula. It's pretty intimidating the size, and that the cursed Earth isn't anything mapped. Because wasn't there, um, there's there's new or uh, uh, Mega Texas or Texas City? Yeah, Texas City. Yeah, they don't show Texas City on this map for some reason. Hmm. Right. But uh, but during this time, uh, tw- we learned that Tweak is basically able to fully speak English and do math. Like Spike shows him like one plus one, and Spike is like. That's good, Spikes, and then draws like an advanced <laughs> equation on the, in the dirt. Which, what the hell? Yeah, and so this pause apparently gives Tweak enough time to tell his story. I was president once. No, man, that's Bob Booth, man. Bad Bob. Um, <laughs> we, we learned that uh, Tweak was, in fact, the ruler of his home planet, I suppose. <laughs> but his home planet was full of just rock-eating Tweaks, super smart eaten uh they're eaten uh awesome gemstones mm-hmm. they're the then, most delicious yeah but then humans show up the tweaks probe their minds psychically and they learn that even if these humans maybe come in peace and want to be friendly uh humans in general are warlike assholes see this entire <laughs> section of the curse see this entire cursed earth storyline um, <laughs> and so uh, if they should learn that the Tweaks are intelligent beings or that they have vast mineral wealth and diamonds and stuff, then there'd be huge problems. Mm-hmm. The Tweaks, the Tweak people decide not to contact the humans and just let them leave. But then our buddy Tweak's kids esca- uh, run out onto the surface of the planet and get caught by the humans. And try they to do the whole cute animal routine. Yeah, trying to defend them. Tweak's mate goes out to grab the kids, but they all get caught. Yeah. Um, Put in cages, too. It's really like, 
Like, what yeah. the hell, guys? So Tweak decides that he, he'll go and be with his family. And then they make sure they all play that they're stupid animals. And then that'll fool the humans and they'll leave them alone. So he sort of abandons his, his people and his society to go be with his family and to protect his uh, world. He's a pretty awesome character so far. Yeah, yeah to be continued. So next up, continue They're the story. They're fucking with him and probing him and stabbing yeah. him. Yeah, Tweak and his family have been captured by the humans, and they're, like, running tests and stuff. Tweak makes sure to present as super dumb, even though their uh, brain scans sort of say that they should be intelligent. But, like, they like, uh, hey, here's a book. What do you do with a book, buddy? And uh, Tweak, like, bites it. They give him a gun, and he just starts pointing the barrel in his own face and stuff. And they're Ugh. like, ah, these guys are dumb. Let's get rid of them. Um, and so... Oh. Tweak and his family are sold into slavery. Um, his kids and his mate are sold to like a spoiled little girl who eventually when he, she tries to like dress his kids up in like funny costumes and they refuse and like snap at her. She has her father basically take them out back and shoot them in a fit of pain. Which is horrible. And that kind of leads to how we last saw them like being buried by Tweak somewhere deep in the cursed earth. Man, like... His wife was like out picking cotton. Yeah, it's incredibly, then, it's yeah. incredibly like tragic, but also like uh, uh, symbolic. Like yeah, in a big way, pretty surface. I'd say like you don't yes. have to reach very far to re- to get to it. You know, no. Um, but so in the end, Dread kind of asks Tweak like, "Hey, well, you know, you can't trust humans. Like, how come you told me this story?" and Tweak says that he trusts Judge Dredd, that Judge Dredd won't try to screw him over. And yeah. then he asks why why he's telling, uh, oh, and then he says that he's fine telling Spikes Harvey Rotten, even though, and even like Spikes hears all this and like makes a con, writes a contract and say like, uh, like, uh, if you're the ruler, then you could just say that I own half the planet, right? That's fine. <laughs> and, like, and he's like, oh, is this going to make you happy? And he's like, yeah. So he signs it. Yeah, and so he explains that he's just kind of being nice to Spikes because Spikes won't survive Death Valley. Which, when I read that, I was I started getting a little upset. Anyhow, let's head out to Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and we open to a giant statue in a tank with a man smoking a pipe. It's awesome. So Death Valley it's the tur- best. Death Valley turns out to be the site of the final battle between the judges and the forces of Bad Bob, Bob Booth, the president that we uh, freed from cryogenic slumber in Fort Knox earlier in the Cursed Earth saga. The judges are all dead, but the robot soldiers fight on, rising from the ground. They're zombie robot soldiers, and they're hungry for the blood of judges. And they're not even super, like, into it. They're like, do we have to? Like, we like being in the ground. No, the, get up. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. Everyone's real listless. Be, gonna kill all the humans. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, the guys make a run for it, but are quickly overwhelmed. Judge Jack goes crazy and tries to desert, but is killed by the robots. He was almost eaten by old One-Eyes' son. Yeah, he's been uh, cracked ever since the Satanist debacle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Dread, Spikes, and Tweak, along with the vaccine, take refuge in an abandoned fort, the Castillo de los Hombres Muertos, the Fort of Dead Men. <laughs> Which, great. Great name for a fort. 
So before we get to the Judge Dredd part in Prague 84, there's also this half page, basically half page ad for Jolly Green Giant brand canned vegetables. <laughs> it's like, it might as well be called like Jolly Green Giant brand. Please stop suing us. You know? <laughs> uh, I didn't this, even think about that when I was reading him, man. This is apparently specifically mandated by lawyers after the events of the uh, Jolly Green Giant thing in that uh, Land of the Mascots thing in the Cursed Earth. I mean, if that was the worst they got, that's not the worst. I think it also cost them a lot of money, but this was like oh. a big uh, um, thing in the Prague that really did it. That and sort of those stories not having been able to be reprinted until like last year. Oh my god. That's so, insanity. It's how it goes. You know, they had like British Britain has different laws about satire and stuff than they do here in America, I think. I I huff at you, Great Britain. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so So we open to everyone holding a blaster looking it, awesome. It's so awesome. I, like if you were if you're thinking about uh big uh, 2080 tattoos or oh, alternately yeah. alternately a cover for your Facebook page. Oh, God. This picture of dread spikes and tweaks and tweak each with guns shooting, shooting uh, off screen robots is not a not not a bad choice. <laughs> no, it's not. So they're blasting. So- yeah, it's so awesome. They're blasting away through the robots. Huge robot bulldozers attack the fort and things look pretty bad. Spikes takes a blast and is on the verge of death. He goes out fighting buying Tweak and Dread enough time to make a plan. They dress Spike's body up um, in a spare judge uniform and then use the last remaining law, Lawmaster bike, the Land Raider Jesus. vehicle, and their final surviving friendly war droid to basically go out in a blaze of glory, um, faking <sighs> Dread's death and exploding a huge number of the, uh, of the enemy robots. Oh, man, it's so intense because then they have these things on their backs and they, then a friggin' sandstorm kicks up. Yeah, the vehicles explode and Dread and Tweak carry the vaccine and backpacks heading to Mega City 2 on foot, 60 miles to go. Uh, a sandstorm kicks up and Dread and Tweak lose each other in the winds. And so now it's, ju- it's just Dread on his own stumbling toward Mega City 2. In the final prog, Dread wanders through the Mojave on his way. As he does, he's plagued by visions of everything and everyone he's met over the last 25 progs. All, all the bad guys, the, the, the giant rats and the rat cultists, all the different mutants. Um, not... I forgot about the rat cultists. <laughs> yeah, man. There's just... Wind so... rats. Yeah, the rats that, that flew through the sky, you know? <laughs> So there's Satanus and the goat and and the goat man like Captain the Mutant Hunters. Oh, there's even man. like tiny like the uh, the, the vampire um, robots. Even a little <laughs> bit of of Ronald McDonald, although he's just in the corners because they don't want to get sued anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> eventually, Dread manages to will his way past these hallucinations but even as he does he's actually attacked by uh leftover robot zombies who grab his ankle and like <laughs> try to pull him down and keeps continuing on and he's like ah screw off <laughs> dread just crawls basically dragging himself hand over hand until fi- into into the sight of the walls of mega city too they find him and help him get up, and then he continues and manages to walk through the front gates of the beleaguered city. 
At which point he passes out. Yeah, I mean, he's almost dead. He's only got one shoe. He's got no sleeves. The the middle D of his name is missing from his badge. I love that they have to wrap and bandage his, like, the top half of his face. Yeah, eight hours later, he wakes up in a med bay, uh, bandaged, basically putting the parts covering his helmet. (laughs) Because he's Judge Dredd. (laughs) And they tell him that uh, Tweak has also made it through with more vaccine. Yay! Then we cut to some weeks later, Dredd is basically back to fighting form and is reunited with Tweak. And some fucking judge gives some back chat about Tweak and gets a slap to the face. It's awesome. Yeah, Dredd's like, you mess, you mixed concrete in with his rocks? You bad. He slaps this judge across the face. It's awesome. But so, Dude. they sort of talk and Dredd's like, you know, if we reveal that you were smart, you could have a hero's welcome and stuff. I want the whole world to know about your heroism. And Tweak's like, no, man. Like, that just get me killed and my planet, you know, raped of its resources. Like, no, thank you. I just like to go home, you know? Yeah. And so, and so Judge Dredd, now his mission complete, um, instead of hanging around Mega City 2 and going to, um, like, the Pleasure Emporium or whatever... <laughs> Um, yes. Oh, he says, I have no time for pleasure, or I have yeah. no interest in pleasure. He just arranges for a ride home on a spaceship for Tweak and a ride home on a regular plane to Mega City 1 for him. And he's like, oh, just go back home to some peace and quiet. When has there ever been peace and quiet for him in Mega City 1? Whatever's waiting for me, it can't be as bad as the cursed earth and then the narration box says but the judge is wrong it's worse oh god which it is man judge cal oh my god bad news huh starting next prog oh jesus god man i can't handle this it is this is actually thrill overload It was really good, right, man? There's like I oh, love the uh, really great. I love the recap at the end, all the tragic mm-hmm. death of these guys. Sort of the, you know, just like adding in the added tragedy of Tweak's story in the middle of the like right right at the end was really good too. Of just kind of like oh, like this, you know, little Ardvark guy is like super heroic <laughs> despite the fact that he's gotten just a terrible a terrible run of things from humanity, you know. Well, I really like that they gave it the time. Like, they didn't give it a one panel or a half page or two page. They, they're they like, this whole comic and even into the next one is all going to be Tweak's story. Yeah. And it was it was just really good. It felt great. And I'm glad that he's home. And I hope we never see him again for that reason. <laughs> like, I would love to see that character more. But, like, that's what you want. Yeah, I forget if he comes back that much. I know that, like, there's a bunch of, in, like, 2004 or something like that, there's a bunch of, um, like, whatever happened to um, mm-hmm. comics, but I, and, and Tweak's one of That's them. That's neat. That's neat. But, yeah, but we shouldn't even worry about that because it's, like, 40 years from where we are right now. Um, Jeez. Yeah. That's so long. But, yeah, but man, um, Kirster, like, you know, the Robot Revolt kind of is, just because it's a multi-part story and stuff. But this is Oh, sure. Like, for me, this is the first real Dread epic. I don't think anybody can disagree with, like, that. At least it's the second. But it's really, like, you know, it's 25 issues. It's going through all this different trials and travails. And we get all this crazy, awesome stuff about the Cursed Earth and Judge Dread in it and stuff. If and- this is where Judge Dread's going, um, holy shit. 
<laughs> well, I think one other thing to that's interesting to look at is the final shot of this story is they have a Judge Dredd walking to Mega City One and stuff like that. Mm. And he's mostly morphed into what he'll look like in the future, I guess. Like he's sort of gained some bulk and his mm. jaws really starting to look very kind of square and stuff <laughs> like that. Like compare how Judge Dredd looks now to how he looked maybe 20 progs to, to how he looked when we started the Cursed Earth, say. Or oh, how, sure. he looks, how he looks in the 2080 annual we're going to do next week, you know. He's a very – his character has evolved a lot in terms of how it looks and stuff. And we're basically getting to the point where he starts looking like what Dredd looks like or what he's going to look like for the next 39 years or whatever. His profile shots and his, like, whenever his mouth is open and his gaping maw just is, like, breathing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a good there's a good profile where you see him and he's got that permanent frown built into his jaw and stuff and it's real good. <laughs> ah, I love it. And that was the cursed earth. Oh my god, what a journey and now we are back in the present. That's right. <laughs> to talk. Stop exposing the business, Fox. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> A few quick corrections. Uh first, the comics do in fact say that Mount that uh Mount Rushmore has been moved to just outside Mega City 1. I missed that, so all my complaints about the geography of the traveling of the Cursed Earth is largely moot. Also, <laughs> there wasn't an actual lawsuit as a result of like the Burger War comics, but IPC was definitely worried about there being one. Also, the Land Raider was an existing toy, and it just seems like the 2000 AD looked at the existing Hot Wheel merchandise and was like, all right, we'll put this one in our story. Uh. One of our Twitter, amazing. it's pretty crazy. One of our Twitter followers actually has those toys <gasps> and sent us some very nice pictures of their kid oh, playing yeah. with them, which is nice. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Generations. That's awesome. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, so Fox, okay, what are your top three moments of the Cursed Earth, would you say, okay. of this whole storyline? Okay, so uh, I, did, I did use a few examples to keep out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, my top one is Satanus coming back that whole sequence is really great Mm -hmm. he rips apart uh, a whole bunch of people but it really culminates in um the uh the cover page that was done on i forget the prog um because i was dumb enough not to note it down however (laughs) there is one where he's cresting the top of a church whipping dudes around on a chain in his mouth and uh judge pepper is at the fucking end of it like gonna get eaten up and it's just really beautiful, really awesome. I like dinosaurs, and anyone who doesn't like dinosaurs is a square. <laughs> um, another thing to keep out uh, an eye out for, at least for me personally, is a bunch of blood-sucking robots. Yeah, the vampire bots from Fort Knox. Right? <laughs> yeah, dude, like, they're just trying to keep the freaking president alive while they uh, just attack these farmers. Mm-hmm. This president has to stay alive uh forever so that he can live out a life sentence <laughs> it's like it's just like super insane and then you know um and because i i complain a lot about this with like continuous stories and stuff the way it ends is like super good mm-hmm. uh with him just kind of shambling into town like nearly broken after all of this crap that happened to him and like all that really happens is the aliens like i still don't trust humans uh spikes is dead most Mm -hmm. of everything that he had at the beginning is gone he's just like well 
Time to fly back to Mega City One. I'm to, like, oh my god. Time to go back to Mega City One. Time for the next job. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that. That was just a thing he would do. Uh, mm. It's nuts and it's awesome. Definitely. So, uh, how about you, man? Like, what were some moments that you really enjoyed? Well, um, one I want to call out a little. This isn't one of my top ones, but just um, adding on to yours with the vampire bots and Bad Bob in. Um, in Fort Knox is just that that's a really big, that's going to be a, a big part of curse of a judge dread history and something that's an, in, that oh, wow. sort of, but, but, but not for a long time, like 20 years or something. So it's really interesting awesome. to see the seeds planted here. I love when they plant seeds for this stuff and then come back to them later. It's really um, great. Yeah. I really loved all the burger war stuff. Like just those two yeah. issues of just like the you know Ronald McDonald and the Burger King duking it out in the plains of the United States with a bunch of like various franchise themed warriors and stuff seems like such a great um like it seems like a such a real like vision of America of a post apocalyptic society where it's all people controlled by brands fighting each other in like you know. Fighting for their specific brands and stuff like that. It, it's really awesome. And but we all know who really won the restaurant war, Conrad. Mm. It was Taco Bell. <laughs> Man, or that's Pizza a if you were in Europe. That's a whole different Sylvester Stallone movie, bro. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, I also really like at the end of the Cursed Earth, like like you were kind of talking about, but just like, this more history stuff. But uh, Death Valley being full of robots. Robot troopers that fought judges during, like, the revolution where the judges took control of America and stuff. That seems really awesome. More history stuff and lead to really desperate fighting as, like, Spike's Harvey Rotten sacrifices himself. And, like, both Tweak and Dread um, split up to sort of walk the vaccine into Mega City 2 and things like that. Um, for my final part, though, I definitely got to say, like the the diary of an alien, or the uh, all this, all the tweak stuff, like the yeah. tweak's backstory, um, both the dramatic way in which Dread frees him from slavery, and then all the flashback stuff to like tweak on his home planet and him and his family pretending to be dumb aliens so that like humanity doesn't further investigate their world, and then. His family dying tragically at the hand of cruel human slave masters and then Tweak's revenge and stuff. It's all really neat and really, like, really creates this character that you care about and, like, have feelings about despite him basically just being kind of an aardvark, you know? (laughs) With giant claws. Absolutely. It was, was like, the first, like, really touching story that had come out of Judge Dredd at this point, I think, other than... uh... Like, maybe some stuff in Invasion, but this was actually, like, really deliberate. Yeah. No, this was a really, yeah, it was just a really good way, it was just a really, it was a good effort to create some, like, pathos or some other sort of, like, you know, non-awesome violence um, feelings in in a a 2000 (laughs) AD comic. The rare not-awesome violence feelings. I mean, you know, there's more as time goes by, but especially in these early days, like, it's definitely just sort of for 10-year-olds to reenact violent confrontations on the schoolyard and get yelled at by teachers. Like, that's a big purpose of this comic at the moment <laughs> i mean i'm i'm not gonna lie like it's my favorite part of the comic oh for sure yeah it's just, just yeah just to like team yeah just imagine uh conrad and fox out in the schoolyard at recess kind of like you know 
arguing over who gets to be Dread and who has to be Spike Harvey Rotten, and then, you know, beating people up, basically. Getting in fights. Whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> Doing the, the Mega City death race in, uh, on bikes. Definitely, you know? yeah. <laughs> so... Do you, our listeners, have any final thoughts for the Cursed Earth? I'd love to hear this story. It's a justifiable classic. Um, just to play devil's advocate, though, I don't know if it's the ultimate Dread story, because it specifically takes place outside of Mega City 1, and to me, a Dread story without Mega City 1 is missing a very important character. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's it for our episode. I hope you enjoyed it and our coverage of Dread's first great quest. You can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, or on our podcast site at Cradline.com. Feel free to contact us at spacespinner 2000 at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, we're at SpaceSpinner2K. For everything else, look up SpaceSpinner2000 and we should be there. And we'll be back next week with another great adventure as we cover Bill Savage, Peter Silk, and a badass shotgun in the pages of Invasion. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it should be an enjoyable feast of ultraviolence. Until then, I'm Conrad, he's Fox, and this has been the Space Spinner 2000 Collection for the Cursed Earth. Yeah, it's good times. Splendid for the rig!